grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you've been here over the last few weeks, if you've been connected with Living Waters, you know that we've been doing a sermon series, and it's based on kind of a, a, kind of a wild topic. It's based on that Netflix documentary, The Toys That Made Us. And it's, I watched it, and as I was looking at the origins of all these different toys, I thought, man, my faith has actually been shaped by these toys of all things. So sometimes you get subjected to the things that I think God has inspired me with, but I hope and pray that it's been an enlightening and a revealing one for you, for your family. I personally feel that as God has shaped me in, of all things, things like Transformers and G.I. Joe, and tonight a special one that not only has shaped me, but especially my little boy, that, that God moves others through us as well. Well, in the Dornfeld household, it's wild because my little boy, who just turned six years old, you have seen him tearing around, and if you haven't, wow, that's, that's good. I can't believe you haven't. Um, but he is six. We call him the hurricane, and he has an addiction. And it is made of thousands upon thousands. Look at those things. You may not be able to see it because of the glare and things, but this is one of the surfaces of, of my house that Kieran decided would be perfect for Legos. And of course, every other surface on the house is also perfect for Legos. And so this is one of those, just showing about a tenth of his collection. And then uh, the next one shows maybe a third of his minifigures. He actually puts them in his backpack and carries them everywhere he goes. And for some reason, he knows if the 60-second figure um, is, is missing. He knows that one, then where is it? It's not in here. It's not in my backpack, Dad, and we have to tear, uh, tear up the house. And the funny thing about this addiction is that every time he's here, every time, whether it's during the week or on a Wednesday or a Sunday, um, someone finds a Lego afterwards and knows enough to give it to me. That's, that's Pastor Dan's voice. Um, and so I find these, these fun Legos all over the place. But there's a not-so-fun thing that happens every single time that my little boy's with Legos. And you may hear it from the Dornfeld household. A four-letter word comes out of my mouth. I'm sorry. Because I'm walking, and then I step on one, and it comes out Lego! Yeah, you thought the four-letter word was something different. No, it's just Lego most of the time. But this actually, do you know this? Like, th it is the most painful thing that people can experience. Legos underneath your unprotected foot. It actually happens in the wild, too. Look at this rare, rare shot. It's a rare image of a shark stepping on a leg. Ah! Crazy. But it is amazing to me, so amazing to watch my little boy with his Legos. I mean, he spends hours upon hours. He'll get the set, he'll tear it up, and therefore, like, 9 to 14-year-olds, this little, he was 5, building these things. He spends hours, and he'll build them exactly how they're meant to be. And I love watching him do that, but it's even more fun for me is when he breaks it down after he's actually accomplished it, he sees it once, and then he's like, okay, now, now the fun begins. Because he tears them up, he breaks them down, and he makes things out of his own imagination. You know, Legos have been around for 90 years now, and they have sparked creativity and imagination for boys and girls for decades. And I, for one, am so grateful for them, other than the random thing that finds itself under my foot. 
But for him, it's a gift. And then it becomes a gift for me. So what is it about these little bricks and the way they connect that does that for us? I mean, look, at they actually have not only builders like you and me, ordinary um, citizens, but they actually have such a title for people called a master builder. And this is a legit thing. They have to go to a class to get it. And then these master builders go out all over the place and they master build. So they have things like, look at this one. These are some of the things. This is a huge tower made completely of Legos. Stories upon stories built of Legos. Isn't that crazy? How about this from another master builder? The Mona Lisa completely made out of Legos. Amazing. Or how about this? I know. First of all, I don't think it flies, but an actual scale representation of an X-Wing fighter. Over two million Legos were used for, for the building of this. And then my favorite out of, all, out of all of these is this one. For some reason, this one grabbed me. Uh, a, a person opening himself up, and inside are, of course, Legos. Now, I don't know what it is about Legos that have sparked the imagination, not only of kids boys and girls for decades, but of adults as well. Maybe it's all the characters that you can use. Maybe it's that you can um, build all kinds of things that come completely out of your mind. I don't know what it is, but for sure this has shaped our culture in so many profound ways. But as followers of Jesus, what does it mean to be built and rebuilt? And what does God hope for us? in the middle of all of this. And if I really start to think as a, as a believer of, that God exists, I start to think of, okay, we're talking about master builders that have done things like this. I have to point us to our master builder. You know, right away in the beginning of Genesis, we have the creation story, and it's a beautiful poem, and that's what it is, a poem in Hebrew. And what it talks about is God as the master builder. And God's not just using Legos. God somehow ha can do anything and everything. And what happens? Well, Rob Bell, who's a pastor, he talks about this poem, and he reminds us and points to how God, during every day of that week of creation, as the master building is putting his creative sparks into everything, he's, he builds more and more complex and incredible things. So in that first day that he, he, the master builder's at work, what does he do? He, point, he separates light from the darkness. And at the end, the master builder says, it is, what does he say? It is good. I love Lutherans. You're so good. You, you confidently go, it's good. Did anyone else hear? He says, it's good. Now he goes to the next step. That next day, God starts creating. And our master builder creates the earth. And he separates it from the void. And he puts water there. And it's separated from the land. And he says, it is good. Our master builder is in awe of what he created. The next day, he puts the fish in the sea. And sharks. And um, dolphins. And, you know, like moray eels. And... Uh, crabs and all of the complex things of the deep. And at the end, he says, it is good. 
has to be because the master builder's been at work. But it becomes more complex, right? He's plants in the, in the, in, on the land, and there's flowers that have different scents and different colors and different sizes, and then bushes and trees, the redwoods and poplars. He says it is, it is good. But the master builder's not done. Birds in the air are created of all sizes, of all shapes. And he says it is, it is good. And animals come and join. And everything from the duck-billed platypus to, uh, to um, dogs to polar bears to spiders. Why, God, why? And in all that, the master builder says it is But he's not done yet. He's gotten more complex, more imaginative, more precious and treasured with each one of these. And so he makes Adam. Guys, he makes him out of the dust. And Adam literally means dust man, man out of the dirt. And he says it's not just good. The Hebrew says it's good, good. It's very good. But now, guys, I also have to remind you that Remember, Rob Bell says it's more complicated, more advanced. And we're not the last creation, are we? Ladies, that is reserved for you. Yep, guys, it's true. We're just a little bit underneath there. And God says it is very good. When I look at my little boy creating, when I look at my witness, my little boy spending hours in loving attention on that, I can't help but think our God is he created and he creates. And I can't help but point to the master builder. But the Apostle Paul, who wrote all these letters to different churches, he says this master builder, there's one way we're connected. Now the bricks of Legos, you know, they all connect in that certain way. They lock in. And Paul is actually telling us the same thing. He says, we are built for connections. Our master builder, our God, has had the imagination and the love and care to make us so intricately. And he says we are made like Legos. We're made for connection. And how is it that we're made? Well, let's look at that letter from him. In the, in the 15th verse, it says, He, that's Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation that the master builder went. The word was with God, and the word was God, John tells us in the beginning of his gospel. Let's move on from that, though. In verse 16, for in Jesus, all things in heaven and on earth were created. So we're made, but we're made with Jesus in mind. And things visible and invisible, even the things we can't see. And he talks about the heavenly hosts, thrones, dominions, rulers, powers. All things have been created through Jesus and for Jesus. So the master builder has a purpose, has a plan. We're a part of that. But we're in light of Jesus himself. But he's not done yet. The one that grabbed me is verse 17 here. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. 
Now, if you're looking for what connects us, because we are built for connection, that Lego, that Lego uh, figure that the master builder had made, I love the hole in it. Because I think there's a hole that's gaping inside all of us, and we desperately try to fill it in every single way that we can. Some of us fill it with our bank account. We're like, we are going to get our worth, and it's going to fill that hole, and we're going to be okay. Some of us look at that hole, and we're like, you know what? It's there, and I'm going to fill it with a relationship with a person, and that's going to be the thing that does it. Or our job, or we're saying it's going to be in church, or it's going to mean all kinds of things. And the Apostle Paul says, no, no, no. You have this hole. You have this need. But the only thing that keeps us together, the only thing we're wired for in our connection is he himself who is before all things. And in him all things hold together. It's Jesus. Now, Louis Giglio, who's a pastor, a well-known one in the U.S., he's the one that's the pastor for Chris Tomlin, if you know that singer. He was his worship leader. And Louis talks about this specific verse, and he says he was talking with a molecular scientist, you know, because I talk with molecular scientists all, all the time, don't, don't you? And this molecular scientist said, as you were reading that scripture, Louis, it reminded me because he studies the cells, you know, these, these tiny things that make us up. And the scientist told him this. This is incredible. He said, you know what makes us, Louis? You know what keeps us together? You know what's the glue? And Louis said, no. He said, well, it's protein. It, it actually glues and connects us, all of our cells. Every single cell is connected to another through protein. He said, I want to show you what it looks like. And this is what he showed him. Laminin. So you kind of can see it, but let's look at the diagram of what it is. What holds our cells together? Are you kidding? That protein laminin, it looks kind of like something we wear on our necks and have hanging on churches and on our walls. Laminin is in the shape of a cross. In him... And through him, all things hold together. Our master builder says, you are so worthwhile. You're so amazing. He had such care when he created you that he said, it's not just good, it is very good. And if you're trying to fill that hole with anything but God, you're missing the point of what connects us. And the only thing that connects us is the grace, the love of God. Now, today is a special day for me. It's a hard day and a beautiful day because today would have been the 95th birthday of my grandma. It's her first birthday in heaven. And on a day like this, I, I think of her, first of all, she was the most faith-filled person I ever knew. Absolutely hands down. The most grace-filled. My grandma would see people across the street and she would literally run out when she could run, with cookies and say, do you want some cookies? That's who she was. She just would care for people and love them. She's would help shape me and so many others in our faith. And I miss that connection. But then I think of what holds us together. And what Grandma showed me more than anything was God's love. And then I cling to the cross that even binds our cells together. And I think because of the cross, I am able to see my grandma again, that I can smile today and say, I get to celebrate her birthday someday with her for the rest of eternity. In him and through him, 
all things hold together. So as you go out from here, may you be connected with our God that loves you so much that he'll never let you go. Our God that took the cross for you and for the world. And to open our eyes to others that need this, that we are connected with them as well, even and especially the ones that maybe we don't love and care about, the ones that make us say maybe other four-letter words other than Lego, that God died for them too, and we're connected through his grace. Amen. Let's pray. God, you are so good. Thank you for being our master builder. We'll never understand just how much care and attention and power it takes to create the world, the universe, the stars in the sky, the birds, the animals, the plants, how you create us how you love us. God, help us to realize that hole in us, that aching emptiness that we face sometimes, that the only thing we really need to fill it with is you. So God, forgive us when we search for other things to fill it with, but change our hearts. Change our hearts to realize the only connection is what you give us. So help us lead us, guide us as our master builder. And all God's people said, Amen.